Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode five of In the Game with your host, JNT. Today, we will be discussing some of the free agency signings as well as the Deshaun Watson allegations. Jeremy, would you like to kick us off? Yeah. You know, this offseason is crazy. There is so many big pickups, so many big names. And there's one guy, you know, that's, you know, the, the star of the show, and that's Deshaun Watson. Good and bad, you know. He's got a lot of attention on him here for some accusations, whether they're true or not. And it's we're going to get into that later, but, you know, it's, it's really controversial, his, his situation there. I think, uh, you know, the biggest division right now that's making moves is the AFC East. You know, the Bills, the, the Dolphins, the, the Patriots, and, you know, the Jets. They've, they've all made some really, really good moves so far. I think, uh, I think to be honest, that the best one here to me is, is the Dolphins. It's easy to say the Patriots. You know, they just they picked up so many guys. They went crazy, got some tight ends. But to me, the, the most value here is the Dolphins. You know, you got Jacoby Brissett on, on, a, on a small contract. You know, if Tua fails again, you can, you can back up on Brissett. And you got guys like Isaiah Wilson, you know, to, to protect Tua. And the biggest one for sure that, that they picked up was Will Fuller. You know, we all thought they might have been going, you know, Jamar Chase in the draft. But Will Fuller, we, we were curious to see where he would go. I don't think anybody really expected Will Fuller to be going to the Dolphins, right? No, definitely not, especially on a small deal like he got. And like you said, you know, they got Isaiah Wilson, who was a former first-round pick. They traded a seventh for him. Yeah. And, you know, they even got a nice backup of Malcolm Brown, whether they take a, a running back in the draft or they stick between Malcolm Brown and, and Gaskin, right, and Miles Gaskin. So yeah, it'll be tough to see what they do there. I mean, they lost Kyle Van Noy, and they, they traded for Bernardrick McKinney. Like, that was another good pickup for them. Oh, absolutely. It's just like the way I, it's just, we all, I think we all thought, you know, guys like Will Fuller, especially Will Fuller, we're going to be like chasing the bag. He was kind of holding out, it seemed like, but for him to come on like a, I think it's $10 million deal or something is insane. You know, that's so cheap for a guy like him. I, I think a, a good thing for him is, you know, I don't think a lot of teams were interested in, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, injuries and now the drug issues and stuff like that, the suspension. I think this is a real good team to show him show teams how much he brings to a team and how much value he's willing to get in the next offseason right yeah I mean it's easy to look at the Patriots and see they picked up almost 20 guys here in free agency but to me you know the number one team going into 2021 is the Dolphins I think that Flores is going to have an amazing scheme I think he's he's just gonna he's gonna run that division I think that they could have a serious you know contention to sweep it I think they're better than the Bills I think they're better than the Patriots, and I really, really like the Dolphins this year with these free agency pickups. Well, let's move into the Bills because they recently just signed Mitchell Trubisky on a small one-year contract. I think it was worth like $2.5 million. You know, they brought in another wide receiver and Emmanuel Sanders on a one-year deal. Uh, they got Matt Milano uh, locked up for next four years, and they re-signed uh, John Feliciano, and they got Darrell Williams. So they kind of had a, a sneaky offseason. They signed quite a few guys. Uh, what do you think of the Bills? Yeah, I like how you said that. It was sneaky. You know, I don't think anybody could have pictured Mitchell Trubisky going to the Bills. And I love it, though. You know, the Bills were, are very Josh Allen, but you watch how Josh Allen plays football, and he's he has a lot of, like, chance to get hurt. You know what I mean? The way he plays. So to pick up, pick up a guy like Trubisky to back him up and even just compete, you know, keep Josh Allen hungry, keep him wanting to be that starter, make him play better. And another one I really like, you know, to, to pair with John Brown and – Stephon Diggs is Emmanuel Sanders, you know, one-year contract. That was a great one. I think that that offense is going to elevate even more if that, if that defense can, you know, keep up with them. Again, this is, this is up there for one of the best divisions. You know, I, I still like the Dolphins, but the Bills are going to be 
you know, serious like Super Bowl content contenders, I think for sure. Well, I think I think the Bills. Uh, I mean, obviously, you must not have heard, but John Brown isn't a Bill anymore. John Brown is actually on the Raiders. Since when? He just got. He signed there. He signed a three-year deal with them. So. Oh, brother. Well, I guess one-year deal. But yeah, no. I mean, they they have another young guy in Gabriel Davis, so they didn't really need John Brown anymore. You know, get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders in there for a one-year deal to replace John Brown. That's a good pickup. Yeah, I mean, it's still. I guess it just kind of changes it a bit. It doesn't change how it's a huge pickup for them, right? I guess instead of pairing, it's a replacement. And Emmanuel Sanders can do everything John Brown can, you know. So, I I definitely like the Bills here, and you know, it's just the highlight to the Bills obviously is Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, who would have thought that the Bears would have first of all traded Trubisky, gave him away, signed somewhere else? Because I I figured that the rumors, you know, all this stuff about the Bears attacking a quarterback were false until this Russell Wilson stuff came out. But well, especially, especially after they got rid of Trubisky, like they didn't give Trubisky anything, but yet they signed Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal. Yeah. That, that surprised me a lot. It, it does for sure. And it's just, I think maybe Trubisky coming into a contract year and although he hasn't played amazing, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I like what the Bills, you know, did here picking up Trubisky because once again, it's one of those, low risk kind of high reward things right 2.5 million for one year so yeah it kind of reminds me a lot of the Jameis Winston signing yeah oh absolutely last That's year another, yeah last year oh for sure it's like Jameis Winston I think everyone knew Sean Payton for sure knew that Drew Brees was on his last leg and to get a guy like Winston and obviously they're competing hard there in the Saints you know they one of their I guess two of their biggest free agency pickups really quarterbacks two of them so it's just confusing to kind of see what they're doing this year but yeah it, well, do, it definitely does remind me of, of Winston it also gives Mitchell Trubisky a change of scenery I mean he also he struggled on the Bears you know being a number two overall pick it kind of gives him a totally different change of scenery and, and a look to a different team you know even if he doesn't play you know look at Mariota he can't have to come in and he played and he played really well you know he never like you said Josh Allen plays a style where he can easily get hurt running around yeah. So, you know, anything could happen. If you have a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, he's a very good backup to have. Yeah, and I think that Mitchell Trubisky being a second overall pick, he never was a clear-cut starter. So it's not like he's going into the Bills thinking that he's going to be the starter or being used to being the starter. You know, he's kind of always been competing for the starting job. So this is a perfect fit for for Mitchell Trubisky, and I think that Mitchell Trubisky is like a perfect fit for the Bills, yeah. Yeah, let's let's bring it into, you know, well, let's talk, leave the Patriots to, to last, but let's talk about the Jets. You know, the Jets had a lot of money this offseason. They really had a, a, a quiet offseason. You know, underwhelming. They, yeah, underwhelming. Yeah. But at the same time, they brought in some really good guys, you know. They brought in Keenan Cole. They brought in Corey Davis, which is a big signing. And they brought in Carl Lawson. Yeah. Now, those are three solid guys. I, I like I like the Jets. You know, I think we said this earlier that the, the Jets were probably going to come out and just spend a, a bag on a bunch of guys. But I think they did the smart thing. You know, they're in rebuild mode. You can't pick up a bunch of these, you know, 28, 29, 30-year-olds to big deals because they're they're going to be out of their prime by the time your young guys are successful, right? So And, and they've but, struggled that for a while, too, because they, they gave the money, the bag to a lot of players. Like, even you look at a guy like C.J. Mosley. Oh, Le'Veon they Bell, the, yeah. yeah. They gave the bag to guys that are older and kind of out of their prime, and then they wonder why they finished with two wins. Yeah, exactly. And I think they kind of dodged a bullet here. I think everyone thought they were going with Juju, but a guy like Corey Davis, who I think is – you know, at that same kind of level as Juju, three-year, $37.5 million contract. So to get a better receiving core, you know, you got Jamison Crowder who can run the slot, Keelan Cole, Corey Davis, it's going to be a good core. And I think, you know, depending on what they do, if they have Sam Darnold again, these are good weapons for him, you know, and if they draft a guy like Zach Wilson, he's going to come into a system that's 
kind of prepared for him, right? Yeah, definitely. No, I think the Jets, you know, with the amount of money they had, it's kind of smart for them to hold off. You know, they definitely got some guys to add to their team. You know, if they, like they said, like you said, if the Jets end up drafting a quarterback at two, then you have Sam Darnold and him competing for the number one role. And at least they each have some weapons to work with. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, more people are going to have money next year. So I guess they're, they're saving some money to kind of, you know, compete. be able to compete. compete. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the Patriots. They signed a record amount of people. Yeah. You know, they went was... out there and signed what, like 15, 16 people. Oh yeah. This was one of the craziest things I've seen. You know, this is not like Bill Belichick, right? We've never seen this kind of go crazy, but he never guess... spends this money. No, no, no. But I guess, you know, you have one losing season for the first time and, for like 20 years and I guess you know it's just I guess he just need he needs that winning mentality I know the one contract in New England that I absolutely love again is the Cam Newton you know low risk high reward it's a one-year deal you know Cam's still an elite quarterback in my opinion and 13.6 you know it's worth up to that so I, I think that the highlight of them although they did sign some big guys like Johnu and Hunter Henry I think that Cam Newton is still the foundation of the, this free agency I think the greatest thing for the Patriots like I, I if the Patriots decide to go quarterback in the first round with their 15th overall pick Cam Newton's a great bridge quarterback to have you know he'll be in there for the whole year you don't have him on a multi-year deal you have him on a one-year deal you know this is second year in the system if he performs really well you can sign him again but you gave him weapons. That's the thing we noticed about Cam last year is he had no weapons. You go out and yeah. you get Hunter Henry, John o. Smith, the two best tight ends in free agency. You go Kendrick get Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. You trade for Trent Brown. You know, you get Trent Brown back for, for nothing. You trade him yeah. for a fifth round pick. You know, you bring in guys like Matthew Judon and Kyle Van Noy, bring Kyle Van Noy back. You bring Jalen Mills in, you resign your kicker. You bring in a really good signing, a really underrated signing was Devon uh, Gladjo. You know, two oh, years, yeah. 60 million, great D tackle. They brought yeah. in a lot of guys on nice deals, and I think they're ready to compete. I think they'll be the best team in the AFC East, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to bet against them, right? Like last year, Bill Belichick, you couldn't really rule him out because he has such a bad team. So for, for to see this, you know, they got some guys coming back. They're going to have Stephon Gilmore and Justin Bethel. You know, Jalen Mills are going to replace Patrick Chung, Jackson. retired. They, they have a lot of people, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, yeah. I definitely like the what the Patriots have done here. It's it's a move, and they had the money, so why not spend it, right? I don't see Bill Belichick coaching in the city of New England for too long. So to pick up a guy like Hunter Henry, you know, Johnu Smith, we know Cam Newton likes his tight ends. He loved Greg Olson for so long. So Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith will fit perfectly. You know, I hate to use the name, but Will Hernandez and Gronk 2.0, I hope, right? Yeah, hopefully not as bad as Hernandez, but... Yeah, not the CTE, right? Yeah. Well, do you (laughs) think any of the contracts that they gave out is a little bit too much? Yeah, to be honest, I think that both receivers were too much. I I think that you could could have drafted, you know, the top seven to ten receivers. You know, this is a great receiver class, and they would have been better than Bourne and Aguilar, you know. Two-year, 26 million for Aguilar, like what... What has he really proven, in my opinion? You know, I, I think that that's the only place really that their money was wasted. But I like the investments in the tight ends, and I like the trade for Trent Brown. You know, they went hard on defense, too. So I think the only place that they overpaid, I guess, is the receivers, just because I don't think they needed to, given the great draft class. Well, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But the nice thing is they didn't give him the huge deals. You know, two years isn't that much, and Kendrick Bourne was only three. And they're yeah. not a huge, huge deal. They're not paying a big, big receiver, but they needed some weapons. 
I mean, yeah. obviously it's a stacked wide receiver class, but if you get proven guys like Egler this year really showed off, you know, he had a tough look in, in Philadelphia. He struggled and he really blossomed again back in Oakland. So, you know, you give him another chance with a, with a good quarterback in cam. I'm excited to see the Patriots off, uh, offense next year. Yeah, I am too. I hope Bill can get it together. You know, just, I don't think, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the Brady winning the Super Bowl hurt Bill's legacy. And I think that this would be a way for Bill to, you know, shut up the haters a little bit. Yeah. You know, the thing about the Patriots, you know, they won seven games last year and they had a terrible roster. Yeah. So, you know, Belichick is going to come. He, he know that Brady won and he wants to show that he's still the guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, what are some other teams you would like to talk about? Because I know the AFC East was probably the biggest, but what teams do you think also had a really good offseason? Yeah, you know, one team that I really, really, really like this offseason is the is the Arizona Cardinals. You know, that recently they just signed uh, A.J. Green, and I think that was huge for them. I think for Kyler to take a big step, he's going to need to, you know, lean on his receivers like this. And A.J. Green's a great pick here. Another one of those low risk, high rewards. And I just think that having guys like AJ Green and then Larry Fitz, you know, he's a safety blanket and then D hop, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league. I think that it's, it's a beautiful pickup for the Cardinals. You know, they got JJ Watt on the other side too. And it's just, it, they look really good. Yeah. The, I think the biggest deal for them was getting Rodney Hudson. I mean, I know he's still one of the best centers in the league. I mean, he is a little bit older, but getting a, a top, three center in the league for a seventh round pick or a, they, oh, they got yeah. Rodney Hudson and a seventh for a third. Like you yeah. can't get much better than that. No, you can't. That's, that's an absolute steal, right? It's just the Cardinals to me, I said this last year, you know, they were, they weren't when Kyler was in his second year, they weren't going to, they weren't going to make the playoffs last season, but I said the year after they're really going to elevate themselves. And I think that them making these pickups is exactly what they needed to do to make that next step. You know, they got rid of a guy like Kenyon Drake, who I agree with. You know, they got Chase Evans in the backfield. Kenyon Drake isn't a super reliable running back, you know, and they run a lot with Kyler. So Chase Evans is a perfect, you know, option scheme fit for that offense. And I just, I love the Cardinals in that division. I think the, the biggest thing is, I think one more year in the system for Kyler, you know, the first two years in the system, every year he's gotten better. Every year yeah. he's improved. And every year they've given him more weapons. You know, last year they got Hopkins. This year they add AJ Green and they get Rodney Hudson on, on offense and they get a guy like JJ Watt on defense. They even yeah. bring in a guy like uh, Robert Alford to bring him yeah, in. Oh, you know, yeah. They bring in some nice pieces. I know they lost one of their best corners they've ever had in Patrick Peterson this offseason. Oh, Hall of Famer, yeah. He was getting old and you, you could tell he was slowing down. But I mean, they still have a really good pick this year. Uh, they could definitely add someone nice on defense or offense, depending on what they do. But I do like the Cardinals in that division next year. I mean, that division is stacked, but I think the Cardinals had a really good offseason. Yeah, I know. I, I had it in my mock draft. I think I had uh, Asante Samuel going to the Cardinals. So I, I have them taking a corner. And I think especially with Patrick Peterson, you know, leaving where their pick is at, they'll be able to get a stud corner to replace him. And I really like the Cardinals, especially like, I shouldn't say especially their defense because their offense is just as, you know, electrifying. But Isaiah Simmons, I see him making a big step. I don't, I don't see Isaiah Simmons as a, you know, a box kind of safety, but he's, he's a great player. And I think that him and JJ and Chandler and, you know, a rookie corner would just dominate that division. So now offense is, is good enough to get it done better than good enough. So the Cardinals are up there for one of the best free agency this offseason, I think. Another team I want to talk about quickly here is the 49ers. You know, 
they didn't really bring in too many guys. Like they brought in, you know, they brought in Alex Mack on a one-year deal. Uh, they brought in uh, Samuel Samson Abukum. They brought him in. Um, yeah. And they got Jason Brett back on a really cheap deal. The biggest thing for them, I want to talk about Trent Williams. Yeah. What I do mean, you think of that contract? Massive, right? Biggest in history. But in my opinion, you know, he deserves it. He's, he's been a stud for them. And I think that the way they run their offense, you know, pulls and end arounds and wildcat, all that fun stuff. I think Trent Williams is a perfect, you know, athletic tackle. I think that him being signed to such a big deal, you know, six year, 140 million almost is, is perfect for them. I mean, it's worth it, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing that kind of scares me is you're paying a guy 20 plus million dollars a year until he's 38. <laughs> yeah. That's the scariest part. But I mean, That's six years. I mean, if you, the thing that I look at when I look at him is you look, look at the Seahawks, you know, look at their left tackle. Their left tackle is 35, and he had one of the best seasons out of all the left tackles in the league this year. Yeah. I mean, eight, I think at the left tackle position, age, like even look at someone like Joe Thomas. Joe Andrew Thomas, Whitworth. Yeah, Andrew Whitworth is still one of the best left tackles in the league, and he's in his thir- like late 30s as well. Yeah. So, I mean, at tackle position, if you're going to get one of the best tackles in the league, you got to pay him. And to keep him in San Fran, I, I think that's a good re-signing. I agree. And I think with the tackle position, you know, skill and talent and, you know, production comes with age. And I think that the older you are, the more you learn, the more people you go against, the older you get, you know, the more successful you'll be. And just if you can stay away from injuries, you know, we see a guy like Andrew Whitworth hasn't missed a snap in how many years until, you know, recently, but he went off and he continues to go off. And it's just, I think that, O-line's a position that if you can stay healthy, it just you just get better with experience, you know? Well, I look at Andrew Whitworth, and that guy is crazy. He, yeah. he, he tore his ACL, and yeah. six games later, he came back and played. Yeah, the down guy's got great beard, no hair. Like he, looks, he looks like an old man, yet he's out there pounding guys, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I do, I do really like the Trent Williams signing. You know, like I was talking about with the Seahawks and Dwayne Brown, you know, the older you are, it doesn't mean you're going to drop off. I mean, some players yeah. do. I mean, but Trent Williams had an unreal season this year, and yeah. I don't think he's falling off anytime soon. No, I, I have to agree with that. Yeah, I think that I think that they had to resign him, and I think that if there's going to be a tackle that deserves a contract like this, you know, Trent Williams is up there for sure. And especially with how much they love the run game in, in San Fran. You know, you oh, want to yeah. keep your your keep your run game beefed up as much as you possibly can, and they that reminds you of a guy like Kyle Yushek. He got a five year contract extension worth twenty seven million. So, I mean, we're going to be seeing a lot more running in San Fran in the next coming years, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Hushek's the best fullback in football. He's He blocks, you know, he can line up a tight end. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's he's one of their best weapons on offense. And I don't think the 49ers would be the 49ers without Hushek. I think he's super slept on and everywhere. I think fullbacks are in general, but he is an absolute hybrid for that offense. And I think that a guy like him fits you know, perfectly with guys like Ayuk, Samuel, you know, they got great running backs. And like you said, they run the ball, you know, whether it's up the gut, whether it's pitches, whether it's end arounds, you know, it's, they do it all. And I, you know, Hugh Sheck, Trent Williams, Alex Mack, these kind of guys are perfect. You know, they, they did, they did well, I think. One team I would love to talk about here quickly. Uh, we don't need to go too in depth, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers literally brought the whole team back with no money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm impressed, you know, we both, you know, we kind of, we talked, we said that Shaq, you said Shaq Barrett, I think was going to leave. And I, I just didn't think they were going to get the money. I just exactly. didn't think they were going to no, get the exactly. money. That's what but I mean. Tom Brady, I, I just, kept, Tom Brady just kept taking pay cut after pay cut until they got enough money. 
Yeah, you know, they tagged Godwin. Yeah, you look at like they they got everybody back. There's no reason they shouldn't rerun it. You know, they got Gronk to a super cheap deal. They got Brady, like you said, took a pay cut, and they were able to get their best pass rusher, Shaq Barrett, and Chris Godwin. You know, like Levante David to match up with with uh, Devin Devin White. White. So yeah, it's they look good. You know, that's their free agency is probably slept on because they didn't bring anybody in, but they are still you know at the top of the NFC. Yeah, I, I probably have them as the favorites to go to the NFC again. They'd have the same team. No yeah. one left. Like, I, yeah. I do think that they're all, like you said, offseason slept on because they didn't go out and get any free agents, but they brought their entire team back. But yeah, because you look at it last year, you know, that's where they went sickle mode with it, right? They picked, they brought everybody in. But I just, the Bucks, you know, that's what they needed. They needed to bring these guys back because we saw how the season started, right? They looked rusty. They looked like they weren't put together. They didn't look like a team. But as the season moved on, you know, as playoffs approached and as the play, as their playoff, you know, run unfolded, we saw a, a super scary Buccaneers team. So if they can keep that momentum and keep that chemistry, ooh, you know, that's going to be something. Well, especially in their division. Their division really didn't do much. You know, the Saints have no money. The Falcons yeah. have no money. So, yeah. I mean, they weren't able to make many moves. I mean, the Saints got Jameis Winston back and they signed that that sneaky little deal with Taysom Hill so they can clear up some cap. Yeah. But, I mean, besides that, they did nothing this offseason. Yeah, no, and like the – And they had to cut so many of their guys, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. The Saints – the Saints are going to be a tough one. If, if Sean Payton can pull it off, then good for him. But I do not see it. That team looks rough, you know. Jenkins is gone. You got two. Jared Cook's gone. Breeze is gone. Cooks is gone. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. It just, it looks bad there. And I'm not betting any money on the Saints. You know, I'm staying far away from them. So, no, I, I don't think the Saints are going to win very many games that division. Like, I, I would love to see Jameis pop off. Uh, I would love to see him, you know, get the starting role and really show what he can do. But I don't know if I can stand watching another 30 picks for him. Oh, I, I agree. And, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing the Taysom Hill deal and saying, oh, he's their starter. They just, well, no, I mean, if you watch how Taysom Hill plays, like he's their offense, whether Breeze is there or not, you know, he's a running back, a tight end and a quarterback. So he's a distraction, right? Yeah. So for them to re-sign him, it's not them investing in him, in him as like a quarterback. I, I wouldn't say it's, it's them investing him as a football player. And I think that them re-signing Jameis kind of shows me and should show everybody that, okay, they're, they're going to try and do what they did with Breeze. You know, they're going to have Jameis, you know, taking snaps and they're going to have, Taysom Hill doing whatever the hell he does. So it's I, the Saints, you know, I, I they're going to try, but with Drew Brees not there, with all those weapons not there, it's it's going to be tough to watch, I think. Well, let's move on to your favorite team. I want to hear your your take on the Giants. Yeah, you know, the Giants, I am extremely happy with what they've done in free agency, to be honest. I was scared. You know, we, we look at the Giants in, in the draft and in free agency the past few years, and Gettleman's kind of – he makes a question. You know, he brings in guys like – Last year, Colt McCoy is one of the most exciting things. And it just, it, it worries you. But this year, you know, the one that really stood out to me is John Ross. A one year, I think like $2 million for, for a guy that has the 40 record, you know, blazing speed, downfield threat, a guy that the Giants didn't have these past couple of seasons. You know, Odell left, Darius Slayton's not the greatest downfield guy and, and Shep's a slot guy, right? So them getting John Ross, I think is huge. I think if Daniel Jones can get it together, John Ross, I would love to see have a thousand yard season. I mean, he was like, what, a 15th overall pick? He was, I think he was like a few 11 years or like nine. Yeah, like he was even, even top 10. Yeah, it's super early. So 
they, you know, they, they re-signed Leonard Williams for a big deal. So they had to let Dalvin Tomlinson walk, which I, I saw coming. And, you know, they brought in two offensive weapons, Kyle Rudolph and John Ross. And if Evan Ingram gets his stuff together, Kyle Rudolph's a stud. Daniel Jones having two tight ends and, and, a, and a blazing speed receiver coming in from, from free agency is amazing. And a healthy uh, Saquon back. And a healthy Saquon, you know, the, the NFC East has stunk the past few years. You know, some of the worst division we've seen in history. But I think Washington and I think New York has a serious case in this league now. They got stud defenses, you know, top 10 defenses. And they both kind of have the same issues on offense, but they're, they're kind of solving them now. You know, they don't have that solidified quarterback. So the NFC East is up for grabs, but I see them both as great teams this year. You know, I think they're both going to go over, you know, 500 for sure. And you, I mean, I think that division, I think the easy question, I think the Eagles are out. The Eagles do don't have much. But I yeah. think I think it's a it's close, you know, Giants football team and even the Cowboys. Cowboys. You can't count the Cowboys out with Dak Prescott back. Yeah, I don't know. Dak Prescott, he looked he looked really good. Oh, they they looked unreal. I mean, he was on pace for like what's like seven thousand yards or something, six thousand like insane. He was on pace for something crazy before he got hurt. But I just I think that defense wins championships, you know, and the Washington defense is legit. And that my Giants defense is even more legit, I want to say. But the, the Cowboys, I think, still have the most dysfunction in the division, like out of those three teams. So I just, I see, I, I hope that John Ross can, can elevate this team. Because can you imagine, you know, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, John Ross, you know, that is speed and talent. So this, this offense, I hope, can look different. And depending on what they do with Galladay, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the draft. You know, Kenny Galladay, we can get into later or we can get into right now, but. Yeah. That, what do you, what do you think? What do you think of Kenny Galladay? Cause he's probably the best, probably the best guy left available in free agency right now. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, a lot of teams are in on him. You know, I, I saw a tweet where I've been, you know, I follow all, all the giants obviously. So for them, you know, they, they just met with Galladay. I think today he was in New Jersey to talk with Joe judge and, you know, kind of check with the facility, all that stuff. But. Early, just just after that, they said, "Well, don't don't think he's going to the Giants. You know, the Bears have been bringing him in and stuff too. So I think the Bears are a dark horse for Galladay. But if the Giants can bring in Galladay and John Ross this offseason, wow! You know, draft a, draft an end to replace Dalvin Tomlinson, and wow, like that offense would have the weapons they've been looking for since Odell, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, you also look at it. I mean, you guys still have Sterling Shepard, and you still have." Uh... What's Darius his name? Lane. Darius Slayton. Like Darius yeah. Slayton is still a really good, like if you don't even get Kenny Galladay, you still have three good wide receivers to work with. I mean, no one's a number one, but you still have some weapons, especially with the tight end signing. Yeah. And that's, that's like what I said, you know, Darius Slayton's great, but he just, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have, you know, this, this, you know, John Ross has the speed and or Sterling Shepard has that slot, but none of them have that true number one. So I think if they kind of distribute that amongst three guys and, you know, give Saquon that workload, it's, it's going to be a good offense. And, you know, we saw last year before Saquon got hurt, like the Giants abused him. And you saw what happened because who did they have on the outside? You know, nobody. So if they can add additions like this and Saquon, you know, get some weight off his shoulders, they'll still be able to abuse him like his rookie year, but all the attention won't be on him, right? Oh, for sure. You know, that brings us right into the football team. Yeah, I this mean, is they had this They had an amazing offseason. You know, they brought Brown Sheriff back. Great signing. They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, they're going to either have Heineke or Fitzpatrick at, at the starting quarterback next year. 
Uh, and they also got on Curtis Samuel, another great offensive weapon. You know, uh, they got William Jackson since they lost Ronald Darby. Like they had a really, really solid offseason. You know, that offense looks a little bit scarier now. It's not just Terry McLaurin. There's two that you have to look yeah. out for. Yeah. And I mean, and like Curtis Samuel, I'm sure Ron Rivera loved him in, with the Panthers. So they ha- have to bring him in. Oh, for sure. And I mean, Terry McLaurin and, and Curtis Samuel were roommates in college. So they're friends, you know, that chemistry will be good. You know, there's not going to be any beef between targets there and stuff. So that's obviously good to see, you know, you got a stud running back in Antonio Gibson. And then it's just, it's just a matter of who, who you putting in that quarterback. That's going to, you know, really determine who do you think is going to be starter week one? I think starter week one is Fitzpatrick just based off of what he was able to do. You know, Fitzpatrick actually had a really good season with the Dolphins when they played him and he still has it in him. Like I think Fitzmagic still has a lot to, to prove and a lot to do. Um, but Heineke, you know, he put up the most yards against and the most points against the Bucks out of all the teams. And he got to yeah. play Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. And he did better than all three of them. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, I think Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter. I think Fitzpatrick is a great quarterback. I think he's one of those guys that just has fun and balls out. You know, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. But when I look at Heineke, you know, I think the hype is a little bit, overdosed to me you know Heineke's been in the league a while and we've seen him on different teams and he hasn't played good on any any other team you know what I mean so for Heineke to come in and have one good game yeah you know it's something to open your eyes a little bit too but I don't think that that they should invest in him too hard I think that's why they brought in Fitzmagic because they've they obviously have tape on him and they know that he's not consistent you know so I like Heineke he had a great game respect to him you know to do that to the Bucks but I think that you know if they if they start starting him and stuff people are gonna see kind of what i'm coming from that he's not gonna be as great as people people think you know what i mean it's gonna be kind of like a nick mullins thing maybe uh, yeah it makes sense I, I agree with that yeah but fitz magic you know it, it's fitz magic he's he's gonna be starting he's gonna he's gonna start he's a stud well should we talk about the team that had the most cap space heading into free agency in the jacksonville jaguars yeah you know the jaguars did a lot i'm impressed and I said this, you know, before the free agency even opened that the Jags, I think are going to win seven, eight games. And kind of what they're doing here is proving that, you know, they got Marvin Jones. That was a big wide receiver, you know, give Trevor Lawrence a target because we all know Trevor Lawrence is going one. And then they got another guy, you know, Shaq Griffin at the corner. He's, he's a great corner. He was great for Seattle. And, you know, it kind of, it, it elevates that defense already. And like I said, that defense plays hard. And I think that the Jags are going to be really good. You know, what do you think about them? Yeah, no, I'm excited for the Jags. They brought in three different wide receivers. They brought in Dorsett, they brought in Agnew, they brought in Jones. You know, they brought in some some offensive linemen. Uh, I think a sneaky signing from them, I will say this, is is Tyson Oluwalu. I know they're. I know I'm saying this as a Steelers fan, but he was one of the best run-stuffing D-tackles in the league last year, and he was 34. They got him for a two-year, $6 million deal. You can't be better than that. Yeah. I mean, the Jags are – I think the Jags got a lot of really good players to fill, like, depth positions. Yeah, I think I think their their depth was really hurting them last year, and you know, getting a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence to come in and you have to give him some weapons. You know, they even give him Carlos Hyde. You know, they have James Robinson, but James Robinson got abused hard last year. They yeah. used their entire offense through him. So you bring in a guy like Carlos Hyde, you know, to help split the the carries a little bit with. That's a good little sneaky signing as well. It is. So you know, I'm excited I'm, to see the Jags next year. I'm very excited. You know, the Jaguars. I, I see James Robinson having a unfortunately a drastic drop to be honest because a they're not going to be need, needing to abuse him that much and when I watched James Robinson he had a lot of upside but I think a lot of his numbers came from just the abuse that he got yeah but 
you know, I, I can't disrespect him. I mean, he put me on his back in, in uh, fantasy this year. So I, I got to appreciate that. But I just see that – I see the Jags, you know, really having a better pass offense, and I like them. I mean, this is bold, really bold. I mean, the Jags are still in rebuild mode. They're going to have young guys. But I see Urban Mayer coach of the year, first year. I, I, I really do. Like, I've, I've always liked the Jags organization, and I just – I really think that he could turn this around. I like Urban Mayer as a coach. He's really good. Yeah, you know, being a division that's kind of just all over the place, it, it'll be exciting to see what happens. You know, you got Houston, you got the Colts with a new quarterback, you got the Titans, you know, the Titans, I mean, I think they overpaid the most for their positions. You know, coming from a yeah. Steelers fan, I love Bud Dupree. But Bud Dupree was nothing without TJ Watt. Oh, this they is gave him a five-year, $85 million contract. Yeah. Huge, huge contract. And I mean, I hope he has a great year. But, I mean, they lost John U. Smith. They lost Corey Davis. Who's their other weapon? Yeah. I mean, um, I know they brought in Janoris Jenkins, but the defense was their, their problem last year. Now they're losing their offense. Like, is it ever going to be the same? Yeah, I agree with that fully. I mean, this is something we've agreed on loss, that Bud Dupree is a great end, yeah. But if you watch his tape, I mean, 60%, 70% of his sacks and pressures, he was left unblocked. I mean, JJ or TJ Watt had all the attention. So I think that... Uh, Bud Dupree is going to be, I guess, quote unquote, the bust of free agency, you could call it, because this is something that it's going to be kind of like clowny that he's just going to disappear and they're going to be left regretting that they signed him such a big deal. But like we were talking on offense, you know, that offense, I think, is going to look different. They got rid of Corey Davis. They got rid of John Smith. I don't see them having that successful of a play action like they do with Tannehill. I mean, you're running a play action to who? A.J. Brown? AJ Brown's right? about to get so many targets next year. Yeah. So I, I, I said this, you know, a couple of days ago, it's, this is another bold take that I'm not, I'm not going to touch Derrick Henry in fantasy this year. I know I traded from last year and stuff, but Derrick Henry, I think is going to have a major, major drop back. I think he's due for it. I don't want to disrespect him, but if you look at the running back position, you know, they, they don't have a shelf life for too long. And no, definitely. I'm not into conspiracies and stuff, but he's, you know, he's been kind of hinted at the Madden 22 cover boy and all this. So there's just so many things lining up for me where I see Derrick Henry having a very bad year, whether he gets hurt, whether he just can't put up the numbers. I see him having a, a, a very big downfall. And I think that's going to have pay a big role in, in the Titans, you know, being bad this year. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Colts surprised me the most, you know, they had a lot of money. A yeah. lot of money, and they've signed Marlon Mack to a one-year, two-million-dollar contract. <laughs> that's all they did, and traded for Carson Wentz, and yeah. that's all they've done. You know, they haven't brought any weapons and uh, on, on on for wide receivers. I don't know if they're gonna bring Ty back, but you know, they're like they're a franchise like the Steelers. They usually just invest in the own their, their own players. I know they got a couple guys coming up. You know, Quinn Nelson has to get paid, and Darius Leonard has to get paid. But you would think they'd make some kind of splash. You know. Last year they made playoffs and they they lost out. You would think they like they have a good team. I thought they'd go out there and get somebody, but they've done nothing. Yeah, I mean I see where you're coming from, but like what you just said, they got dudes they gotta pay. And as as weird as this is to see them have so much money and not do anything, don't sleep. I mean I love I like what they're doing because the Colts to me are the second, if not the best team going into the AFC this year. I'm taking them over the Chiefs. I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good year. Not great, but a good year. And I think that he's going to really elevate them. They're going to save some money. They're going to give Quentin Nelson a bag because he deserves it. They're going to give Darius Leonard a bag because he deserves it. 
and they're going to do some more things. You know, I really like the Colts, although they didn't do much. I think that I think that they're going to be the best team in the AFC. I think they're going to be that hot team of the AFC, and I really like them. I mean, I like how they save money. And, you know, the Colts have a family out there. You know, they really have a good attitude. They have a good system, a good front office, a good coaching. You know, they're very smart, and they're very, you know, play hard, win, you know, that kind of thing. So the Colts, to me, are – are a good team, you know, regardless of their few free agency pickups. I think the biggest issue for them is they don't want to go out and spend a lot of money and Carson Wentz just suck. Yeah. Cause then what do you do with all these players? You think you build, a, you build a team and then you're missing the most important position. Yeah. So it all depends on how Carson plays. I think that's also a big part into what they're doing with their money, but that brings us into another team that, you know, they're trying to do everything they can. I'll, I'll save this for the last team before we talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson, but the Texans. Yeah. Like the Texans went out and just signed a lot of people. You know, they're giving, they signed Tyrod Taylor, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark, yeah. they got Marcus Cannon in a trade. They brought in Shaq Larson, uh, Justin Britt, you know, Malik Collins, Christian Kirksey, Vernon Hargraves. Like they're bringing some of these guys back and training. It's just, they're all over the place. And you know, the thing is their quarterback's going to be Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> So like you said, they're, they're not going to have a quarterback and they're going to have all these guys. And the, it's just, it's going to be hard to see because, yeah, the Texans are still going to suck in my opinion. They, I, I think the Texans, honestly, were the worst in, in uh, free agency this year. Can you agree? I, I can agree. And not just that, but I think they're going to be the worst team next year. Yeah. I mean, I, even, I, even if Deshaun Watson stays there and plays, even depending on what happens with all this rumors going on about him. But who do they have? They have yeah. nobody. Like... You have David Johnson, Mark Ingram. Okay, neither of them are good. Yeah. You have, what, is Brandon Cooks their number one? Yeah, I, they signed, I think, Andre Roberts. And, like, oh. Andre Roberts is their number two? Yeah. Uh, they don't have Darren Fells anymore because he got cut. Their defense is terrible. Yeah, horrific. Like, and then they wasted so much money. I mean, yeah, one-year deals, but you're, you're not going to be good next year. No, they're not. I, I It's... The Texans are in a tough spot. And, you know, if you want to just get into Deshaun Watson right now, that franchise is looking horrid right now. With Deshaun Watson's, you know, accusations and now these accusations that, well, the Texans owner's neighbor is the lawyer in these cases. And this stuff is is shady. And I think the Texans just are, are in a hole and they're not getting out of it anytime soon. Yeah, I can totally agree. I mean, the, I, I thought the Texans, you know, two years ago, or, well, yeah, two years ago, they were playing in the AFC Championship. Yeah. Or not the AFC Championship, but just before it. And they, they had a huge lead over the Chiefs. Yeah, I was just going to say, they were smacking the Chiefs. They looked unreal. And then it was just, you know, poor coaching, young team. They didn't hold the lead. But, you know, we saw a team that was good. And we, everyone thought, oh, next season, you know, the Texans are it. And then, then, they, go ahead, like, then they go ahead and trade – they're their best receiver for a bag of chips. Yep. Then they let their best defensive player they've ever had in franchise history just get cut for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like they that that franchise is being run into the ground. It's disgraceful, I, honestly. And these accusations are not helping at all. No. I feel bad for Deshaun if it's not true, but it could be true because apparently up to nine women are talking yeah. about sexual allegations. I know me, you, and a couple of buddies like we, we we talk about this stuff and. There are some people who, you know, are arguing, well, it's one case. It's it's somebody trying to get money off this, but it's not one case. You know, it was one and then it was two and then it was up to six. And now we just read it's up to nine. You know, that's nine people 
that are, are saying some sort of sexual, you know, this, this stuff is, is bad and this is bad for his name. And, you know, if, if this is something that is going on within the Houston's Texans organization, where they're trying to sabotage Deshaun Watson, there needs to be serious consequences because it's just, I, I honestly don't even know what to believe. Like I said earlier, this is just crazy. This offseason is crazy because there's just so much going on. And this is something that I don't think we've ever seen before like this. Well, this was so unexpected. You know, Deshaun Watts is the last guy, I think, of when something like this happens. Yeah. You know, uh, apparently he was he was asking people to touch him and stuff during massages, and he was trying to force them to do stuff. But Deshaun Watson does not seem like the type of guy to do that. No, he doesn't. And, and you know, it's, and it's kind of weird. Sorry to cut you off, but it's kind of weird that it's happening right around the same time that he wants to get traded. That's exactly it. And I, I mentioned before, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this stuff is is weird. Like like that. I read something. Texans owners neighbor is the lawyer in some of these cases or something. So like that's just it's just so so coincidental. And I don't is it coincidental? Like oh, it's 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 scary, you know. And I. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson because like we said, you know, this is a type of guy that doesn't seem like that at all. You know, when these accusations first came out, they gave him a chance to settle and he said, no, you know, he said, I don't want to settle. I didn't do this. So that there kind of tells me that, okay, this, this, this kid hasn't done anything, but it's up to nine cases now. You know, I don't know who to believe the NFL is investigating it now. This is, this is going to go down in history. I think, you know, with all the political stuff with Deshaun Watson, with him sitting out, with him wanting to leave. And now this, you know, this is something that's going to go down in, in major sports history, I believe. Well, yeah, you know, when I when I think of this case, I'd always bring me back to Zeke. Because, you know, yeah. Zeke had those cases a, a couple of years ago in 2017. Uh, he got a six-game suspension because of it. And he never even got charged with a crime. So, like, what's going to happen here with Deshaun? That, that kind of freaks me out. You know, is Deshaun going to get a year suspension? Is Deshaun, oh, yeah. like, not going to get any money? Or it could be true. That would be even worse. This yeah, guy's yeah, one is Deshaun going to go to prison? Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, whew. It's, it's it's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks or months, depending on what happens with Watson here. You know, if this happens, you know, they could void his contract. He could be a free agent. He could, it's just, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun. It's going to be a weird next couple of months. I'll tell you that for sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if Watson, if, if let's say that this, this Texans owners, neighbors, daughters, fleas, daughter, whatever, the person who's in charge of this, this, case here can you imagine if it all is you know an inside thing trying to get him in trouble and he does get in trouble and and Deshaun Watson you know the, the Texans get off free here and they don't got to pay and all that stuff can you imagine like this pays off it, they just, it would just be crazy you know the Texans could could look like a smart franchise for once I guess but this is just it's crazy it's honestly crazy well uh yeah I don't know it, it's just Deshaun Watson doesn't seem like that kind of guy that's just what I know that's just the way I see it but it's crazy how like fast, you know, in what two days it's up to nine people. Yeah. And that's, I, I agree. Sean Watson does not seem like that type of guy. You know, I feel like this is just one of those things, you know, it's, it's a famous, famous guy in the NFL and it's, you know, his, it's, it's individuals, you know, using his, his talents, his, his wealth and, you know, his success against them. And it's, it's disgusting. And I hope that if these are false accusations that these, these women get punished, you know, I, I don't think it's fair for any man to be, you know, falsely accused and have his career ruined. And these, these, these women get off scot-free, you know, and vice versa. You know, if, if a man falsely, it's just, it's, it's, we've seen it before. Hate, right. We have. And you see for that to happen to people. Yeah. I, I hate getting political like this. You know what I mean? But it's just, yeah, it, it's really tough. You know, the whole situation is really tough, but at the end of the day, you know, 
the Houston Texans do not deserve Watson, whether this is their fault or not. I mean, they gave him no help these past couple years, and then Watson deserves out. I, I, I just I think that he deserves to be somewhere outside of Houston, and I think that everyone can agree with that. I just want to quickly read a little bit because, you know, Deshaun made a, a tweet yesterday about this in, instance, and I'm going to li- read a little bit of it for you. He said, I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has been apparently filed against me. I have not yet seen the complaint, but I know this. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before he, before filing the suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about money for me. It's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Yeah, that doesn't sound like somebody that's, you know what I mean? Like it's If it was something that was true, why would he just get rid of the, like, pay her off? Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what he could have said. He could have settled. He could have taken that settlement, but he didn't. No, and that's that's significant, you know, and it's just this is gonna be interesting, man. This is free agency. I'm telling you, this is gonna go down in history. I'm excited to see where Galladay lands. I'm excited to see where Watson lands. I'm excited to see if Watson is is innocent or not. You know, this is this is super interesting. I really like this episode. This was a lot of fun. Actually, there's one quick thing I want to discuss because it's just got uh, tweeted by Ian Rappaport. Oh, let's hear it. The Bears Fuller are releasing veteran cornerback Kyle Fuller. Really. Sources say a cap casualty. It's a tough 2020 offseason. This is Chicago's only cut due to cap space. A former All-Pro hits the market. Oh my! What are the Bears doing? Yeah, I don't know. They they, they're bringing someone in. Something's happening. Yeah, something's brewing there. But hey, at least they have Andy Dalton, right? Yeah, at least they have Andy Dalton. You know that's interesting though. Where like we can quickly talk about this. Like now, I just said, where's Galladay? Where does Kendall Fuller go? You know that's or Kyle Fuller. That's crazy. Yeah, Kyle Fuller hits one of the many free agents that are still available. You know, yeah. you got Galladay, Harris, Melvin Ingram, Juju, uh, Clowney's still available, Xavier yeah. Rhodes, you know, oh, Sammy man. Watkins, Kevin King. There's still a lot of big name guys out there. So yeah, I mean Rhodes is likely going back to the the Colts. I think, like you said, they yeah. got a bag. They got an absolute bag. So and they still have their franchise tag. So if they don't want to sign on big time, they can tag them for a year. And... Yeah, but I'm curious to see where Kyle Fuller goes now. That's just that's huge. Yeah, that's that's actually super huge. I just got that tweet as well. That's interesting for sure. I wonder what's going on there. You know, we know it's not Russell Wilson because they tried. They gave him an arm and a leg, and they they said no. So this is interesting. You know, maybe they're brewing up for for Deshaun Watson or do the Patriots knows, right? strike again? Do the pay? Oh no! Yeah, you know, the, the Patriots might. still have some money. You never know. But they got a lot of money. Yeah, Kyle Fuller. You know, I'd love to see uh. Galladay and Juju and Kyle Fuller all go to the Giants, but... <laughs> yeah, you got the money for them? Yeah, it's not the way it works, but... <laughs> well, if you guys are interested, stay tuned to the very next episode where we will discuss every team's free agency signing and give them a grade. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.